Welcome back to Face the Music. I'm Justin. I'm Tony. <laughs> this guy was this you guy. You forgot? You forgot? We only do the same thing every week, bro. Oh. Yo. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I'm Jalon. Um, before we start on what we're talking about, I just have a story. So I went to a, a mega church this weekend. Okay. So it was like What's the, a mega church. The elevation yeah. church. So basically it's, it's the big super church. It was elevation church. Like the big I love church. that church. A bunch yeah, yeah, of people in yeah, there. yeah. Man, listen, what I tell you, like when I walked in, it felt like is that college orientation. <laughs> That's what it felt like. I'm walking in, every single person, good morning, how you doing? Good morning, how you doing? Like you, you if you pass somebody slightly, yo, good morning, how you doing? I said, all right, good morning, man. Good morning, man. Dog. <laughs> right, cool. It is a good morning. Like, yo, is this, is this your first time? You can sign up for this, sign up for that. Man, it, it was good, but I'm just like, wow, that's a lot. And then once you get in the building, yo, like, I wish every church had their sound system. It was a concert in there, man. I mean, the drums had the microphones, like the music. I'm not a fan of the music. Hope I don't offend nobody. I'm not a fan of the music, but it was booming in there. It was booming. Wait, they had the what kind lights. of music was it? Go ahead. What kind of music was it? It was praise. It was praise music, but it wasn't like our yeah. praise music. It wasn't like the, had the Sunday. It. You know, had that soul. yeah. It wasn't the soul. Is, so it wasn't so like. Is Elevation a white church? <sighs> I would I would say it's more so like mixed cultured. Yeah, it's like a mixed culture church. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They just didn't have the music, but it was definitely it was cool. I mean, like it was a concert, and like the lights, you can see like the fog, and the, it was pretty dope. It was, and I've never experienced that from a church. I'm used to like you know the Sunday hats and you know the pews and all that. I definitely wasn't used to that, but that was a, a pretty cool experience. That's what's up, man. Yeah, I, I definitely been to those churches quite a few times. They got the same atmosphere, man. Um, especially uh elevation, and shout out to that church, man. I mean, they they music, man. You know. Uh, to each his own, but when it but when it comes to what they teach, it's pretty it's pretty cool. So yeah, I, I love how y'all poetically like y'all not saying their music trash, but y'all saying their music trash because y'all both said the same way. Like ah yeah, so not to uh you know say nothing wrong with the music, but it ain't really mine. It's trash, bro. A cup it's of trash. tea, yeah. yeah. It's, 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 it's okay, hard to bro. say church music is trash, so. bro. You get. Church music, listen, church music is still music, bro. It's, it can be trash. I grew up in the church. There's some trash church music. Like, mm. I have gone to the contemporary church where they play music that feels like our shit, and then, like, going to an old church mm. when they sing hymns. I'm sorry, but hymns is trash, bro. Like, nothing nothing gets my spirit going about a hymn. Like, I'm, <laughs> this would turn y'all old niggas up. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. That's and then they'll have the damn choir director directing the choir and the pants fall down, wigs fall. They're like, what the hell going on? <laughs> What's going on here? <laughs> yeah. um, but but the, big, the reason why I actually brought that up, because like I'm a visual person. I'm thinking, you know, years ahead. So I just see the stage. I see the lighting. I see like the way they set it up. Yo, years down the line, yo, we could be on a stage like that. Oh, yeah. With oh, the audience God. full of people. You see what oh, I'm yeah. saying? Like all these full of people, the music playing, the lights, like that would be kind of dope, man. Cause like right now, like today, actually, this is actually our 50th episode. Oh yeah. Right? 50th Ooh. episode, yo. Oh. 
boy. Gunshot. Gunshot. What? Like, that's, I think that's kind of crazy, man. Like, 50 strong. I'm thinking about, I'm thinking about us outside working out. Justin saying, yo, let's do a podcast. You know, I'm like, man, no. (laughs) I'm like, absolutely not, yo. To the point where I'm at his house, we on the floor recording. And it didn't even go through. You know, that was a sign right there. Yo, don't just stop. Yeah. Cut it I out, wasn't you know? even on the first episode, bro. Like, come, come on, bro. <laughs> I want to say go back and listen to it, but don't. Don't. Uh, Please don't. Don't. Don't do it. Don't. don't do it. Oh, my God. Yeah. You honestly can't even hear nothing. Y'all had my phone all the way up, and I'm like, yo, what does that say? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that, first, that first episode. Um, So, like, shit, background, I think, for all of us, Maybe not Jalan, because Jalan was very digitally inclined prior to this. But for me and Tony, you know, we ain't really digital niggas. So getting into the podcast, like, I do all the editing on the podcast for, like, the episodes that get uploaded. Prior to that, mom, listen, I hadn't edited some shit since, like, middle school. So the first episodes, huh, the shit I've learned. The shit I've learned. <laughs> but 50 strong in this bitch, boy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because basically, y'all know that I'm the music producer, so my thing was, Justin wants to start this podcast. I'm not adding nothing else to my plate. I got a YouTube channel going. I'm working out, working, all this stuff. I said, Justin, if you want to do this podcast, you want to edit the audio. And now he's been, what, 50 episodes strong? He's, he's still learning, guys, but he's he, 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 he is saying that aggressively, but that is the gist. He, he said it. <laughs> That's something, man. man. Nah, it's, it's definitely 50 process. episodes in, like, yo, a lot of devotion, a lot of consistency, man. For real. Can I ask y'all a question? What's good? Good. We 50 in this bitch, right? What's been y'all favorite episode so far? Sheesh. All right, I'll start. I think one of my favorites that I can think of as of right now is the mental health one. That was dope. It was dope all the way around. From the editing to the reels to the to the to the artwork, everything was just in sync. Like it was all, it was great. It was great, great stuff. Um, that that was my favorite, but I'm gonna select the Valentine's Day one. That was pretty fun to do. Even like the questions we had, we yeah. had what kind of questions we had. Like like, do you prefer cuddling or be the small spoon or the big spoon? <laughs> and like questions like that. That was pretty dope. And I ain't gonna lie, I like being a small spoon. I ain't gonna lie, hug, hug me up, you know, rubble box. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't know how he found a way to slide that shit in. There, he just slid it in casually too, like you know, I like a big small spoon. <laughs> yeah, like my nigga, how, bro? How? What the fuck? <laughs> Crazy. Uh, my uh, my favorite one is who you call the hoe. Like that. Yeah. I felt like that, that was, was our dope. first one that we really just. It was kind of wild that we came out the box a little yeah. bit, so that was fun to record. Those reels were like, <laughs> hey, yeah, them reels, them reels were hilarious. Classics, so, uh, classics, yeah. man. Hey, if you ain't if you ain't listened to them, I wish I knew the episode numbers, but go back and check them out. They're really shit. We fired. That was bro. season. That was in season. Oh, that season. That was in season. That was season two. That was season early one. season two. It was early season two. Early season two. Damn. It might have been. Yeah. It might have been the first episode, of season two, because I remember my uh, sister came on. I think the, the episode after, because we had a safe face. We were like, we love women. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> we had, we had position, <laughs> like, hey, bro, that shit got away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so okay, what that was? That was episode 
That was episode two of season two because episode one we were talking about um changing the face of music. Even that oh, was crazy. Yeah. It was like we had to we had to come up with a name. We called the Untitled Podcast. That's right. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Throwback days. Shouts out to the people that been yeah. here since the Untitled Podcast. Like, I'm telling you, man, the Untitled man, Podcast. Thursday. What? Ooh, that shit don't even sound yeah. right. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, people hey. like that because people. People actually DM me and was mad that we changed the name. So we really like that name. I said, you know, we have to, yeah. we have to change it because we can't. Thinking about the Untitled Podcast, there are basically probably 10,000 other Untitled mm-hmm. Podcasts. The only way for Legit. us to build is for us to be way better than everybody else, which is going to be really hard. And for somebody to find it. You tell somebody, my name's Untitled Podcast, people are 100 episodes in under that name. It's not going to work. Exactly. Yeah, it was literally 47,000 Untitled Podcasts. It's crazy. <laughs> And some were like I, intentional, I was some was not. <laughs> Facts. Damn, man. Yo, we had some straight up funny moments too, yo. Like, I can, I mean, I don't know, man. There's plenty of uh, episodes we could choose from, man. But when I got a pretty funny story, I don't mind. I don't mind sharing. I, I like ranting about those stories, man. Yeah. So, yeah. for sure. I'm even thinking about like, when we started like doing video. So basically what it was, we were, how did we even do it before video? What did we do? Oh, we just recorded and hear each other. So we had to like, we had like long pauses cause we didn't know when somebody was gonna talk. We're like, <laughs> that is you true. saying something? Is- you saying something? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. Hey. hey bro, but technology, we, we figured this shit out every step of the way. The quality gets better every episode. So that's facts. Progress. Bra fucking dress. Yeah, and, we, and we also have uh just as Mike cut down every other episode. <laughs> Chill, yo. Hey, bro, I feel like if you talk my mic up and it start bullshit, I'm like, Jalan, you said. The funny thing is, for the people that listen, y'all would never fucking know. Like, right. I will say this. No. The one beautiful thing about how the episodes come out, when I say we've had some episodes that are catastrophically fucked oh. up from the start Ooh. to the finish. Mm. Everything just going wrong, but we find a way that the end episode, like, you know, I ain't, I ain't the worst editor in the world, so niggas don't even realize, like, yeah. damn, bro, Yo. like, we were, we was talking for 10 minutes on some other shit that came back into it and seamlessly flowed through. Yeah. Listen. Get an EGOT, my nigga. On some real, like, once once money start building up and we get about another 50 episodes, I'll probably have a new laptop by then. <laughs> Cause mine is <laughs> dust. My laptop is dust. It's been with been with me since school, and uh, I don't know. You, speakers is done. Can you put a year on that, Tony? I think. Yo, like I, I'll say grad school, just to be just to be on the on the real side. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was definitely not uh, undergrad. That laptop is I gone. About that laptop is gone. Goddamn. You want to uh, know a story? That laptop is literally gone. They took it out of my window. <laughs> that shit is done. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Yo, like somebody robbed your laptop? Yo, somebody somebody stole it? I got robbed, man. I got robbed, man. I got robbed. But hey, it is what it is, bro. Hey, you know, the shit happens. But what, what? Can you can you tell me uh I guess we gotta share like traumatic stories because I've been robbed. I got robbed sure. twice. <laughs> Man, I got robbed twice in life. Experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I got I got a, I got a story. Go ahead. Yeah, I can, What's up? Story. Go ahead, Tony. All right, I'll start. All right. It all started. <laughs> when I was uh <laughs> this was right before college, man. I actually got my car stolen, man. Out the driveway. My first car. I'm like, what the hell? 
Luckily, um, I didn't know that the previous owner had a low jack on it, right? They found my car in Greensboro before me, a summer, like literally like a couple of months before I was about to go down there. Anyway, uh, I got it back. But, drive it up there now. Hey, hey, look, that car really, really is magic. That's why I named that car Magic, because it just came back like it was crazy. And then the second time... <laughs> I'm sorry, bro. I'm sorry. <laughs> but the second time, <laughs> the second time I was uh sleeping. I was sleeping. I was at um my um apartment. I shared with a, you know, with a few of my boys. Man, somebody done took my laptop out my window. They cut the uh the um screen, slid that bitch out. Yo, the fucking laptop had Fruity Loops and CAD. I'm like, dang, those are like, those are those are top notch. You know what I'm saying, Jalan? You know the lap the laptop I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, man. Oh yeah, can I get exactly, exactly. That's crazy. That's crazy. Man, shit. Anyway, they cut the screen. They cut the screen. Kind of like woke up. Did they know what you had, bro? We had so many parties, bro. People probably knew. They just knew my room you know it is what it is yeah yo i promise i woke up the next morning all i saw was the curtain flapping in the wind (laughs) yo (laughs) see yo somebody got me they was on some friday shit yo that shit was crazy bro i was like yo why is the fucking screen flapping the fucking curtain flapping Like it was like, oh man! I'm like, yo, they came in like a fucking superhero, yo. It's crazy. Hey, bro, that's that's hilarious, yo. (laughs) Shit, yeah. All right, I'm better now. This, I got my apartment broken into in college, like senior year. So coming back from Christmas break, you know, left Greensboro, went back to Raleigh, worked for some shit, saw family. Uh, so I stayed at Riverside, Campus Green. Y'all, y'all already know. Mm-hmm. It was desperation that I stayed there. It was not my first choice. I, real story, nigga lost financial aid, like, right before senior year. Oh, so, man. like, I had, you know how it is. Like, so I didn't have enough to cover housing. Yeah. So I was going to stay on on campus, but need to say, so a nigga had to stay in the project. So literally Campus Green or Riverside on A&T's campus for the listeners is like the one place niggas warned you not to go freshman year. It's like, hey, if you go party there, be fucking safe. A lot of shit happened. A lot of niggas got shot over there. People died over there. It is what it is. It's an unfortunate place, but niggas live over there. So I go, go, you know, go home, come back. My roommate called me like, hey, bro, you been back to the crib? I'm like, nah, what's up? It was like niggas that ran up in our shit. And I'm like, oh, damn. So, you know, uh, driving, you know, going back, leaving. I call out of work. Funny thing is the day I found out that my apartment got broken too, a nigga got fired from Chipotle. So I have damn. a weird grudge from Chipotle. I've never been fired from a job. But Chipotle got me. What's some bullshit though. But uh, So I called my job like, hey, my apartment got just broken into. I need to go, you know, file a police report, see what type of shit I'm on. Boom, boom, boom. Buddy was like, hey. You're gonna have to go ahead and let you go, type shit. And I'm just like, <laughs> nigga, what? Like, like, wait. He said it like that. <laughs> Bro, like, I swear <laughs> for God. Like, so my wife was sitting in the car, girlfriend at the time, 
and we driving back. I can tell you where it was. So, you know, when you go in like 85 and you pass the Mebbin outlets. Yes. That's where the shit happened yeah. at because we pulled off wow. into the parking lot. And I was just like sitting in there because I'm like, I'm like irritated because like niggas are random for my shit. So I don't know what's missing. And then niggas then fired me on break <laughs> off of like approved time that they, they put in. I was just like, yeah, that's wild. Like, I was like, bro, I, I got fired on my day off that y'all approved and my apartment just got broken into. So I'm just like, like this fucked up. Like, this is a fucked good up. Times, like, so, good times, dog. Good times. Good times. Good times. <laughs> so I get back to the apartment and like niggas then kicked in the back door, bust through my door. And this shit everywhere in my room. They just stole my TV, my Xbox, Damn. like all my. So, like, most people, well, like the niggas on the show, no, I love sneakers. I'm a sneakerhead. They stole all my sneakers, like well, all my Jordans. Like they stole like nigga shit because they left back like Michael Kors shit and other high end stuff. Like bro, they then that motherfucker no TV. Like they took uh my girl like suitcase of her clothes. What? So they probably put the TV in that bitch. So she was like, I don't even got no clothes. So yeah, bro, she was fucked up. They took my roommate shit, all his DJ shit. We used to throw a lot of parties. So yeah, see, and you know, there it is. What that was on. So there it, go. it happened twice. Same apartment. Damn. So, bro. Yo. And somebody got shot outside my uh, my door. When, oh, oh my goodness. I kept bro, Yo, this shit was fun, <laughs> Yo, this not funny. God, Yo, wow. <laughs> this is the crazy uh, thing. So I'm coming back home one weekend and I see like there's a caution tape on like, my door, <laughs> you know, my, on my stoop. And I'm just like, oh, okay. I'm like, I'm not thinking anything of it. I'm just like, all right, yeah, yeah. You know, niggas is wildest. Niggas always throw parties. So I'm putting my putting... shit down in the room. I hear a little knock on the door. It's like, do, 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 do. And I pull as a dead ass detective. And she was like, yeah, hey, I'm here to investigate the shooting that happened this weekend. I'm just like. <laughs> She's like, do you know anything? I was like, I ain't going to hold you, lady. I, like, I dead ass just got back from Raleigh. I wasn't even here this weekend. I'm just like, niggas really they got like wow. shot on my motherfucking doorstep. That is crazy, bro. My traumatic robbing experience. <sighs> Damn, you didn't trump me. I thought I was fucked up. You that's traumatic. You all right? You okay? Bro, I'm good. No, I'm hearing, I'm here. Oh, I'll tell you something about me. I'm hearing something that's yeah, messing up with our audio. Some like air's coming from oh, somewhere. Yeah, it's my uh AC man, oh, let me try to. Okay. Oh no, you good? You good? No, uh, you good? You good? You good? No, I thought it was like somebody's mic's messing up. Nah, you got it. It was hot. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, my my story's not as good as y'all two. I don't even know if I want to share my story now. Y'all, y'all kind of went over. Man, go ahead, bro. <laughs> we need something. Uh, we need something right now. It's dark in here. It's, it's, it's not. It's dark. It's not as good as y'all. No, I'm not bringing nobody home. I'm just gonna just wanna share my story because I had two, and I'm kind of think which one is better, but neither one is really that good. Um, so what it was is um. <laughs> We went to, it's not that good. It's a, it's a, it's a corny story, but you know, I'm going to, I'm going to share it anyway. So, um, you know, like when we went to the pool, like like Pauline Park or something like that, and you can put your, your, uh, stuff in the lockers. Mm -hmm. So usually when I'm with my family, we never put it in the lockers. We don't have a lock. So we just put it like, you know, on the bleachers area. So I went with my friend. I don't know why I had a bunch of money on me. I had a bunch of money. Let's say like $60. I have no idea why. We ended up putting our stuff in the locker, not even thinking. They're like, oh, we put our stuff in the locker, we go swim. We get back, our stuff's on the floor. We see some guys looking through the lockers and stuff like that. I'm not even thinking like, yo, these guys just <laughs> took my money. I'm like, why is the stuff on the floor? 
I picked it up. Once we leave it in the car, and I'm looking at my pocket, I'm like, yo, I don't got no money. I didn't realize the guys that stole my money were literally still there looking through the locker. Wow. Bro, you should have ran that fade on site. On site, yeah. yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know. I was just like, why is my stuff on the floor? I'd have like, put hands on them just because. Especially with money? Oh my gosh. Hey, yeah. I don't give a damn about none of that. I didn't my even laptop, all that. Yeah, but thanks. money? Come on now. I didn't the thing about it, I didn't even think about it. I'm thinking they're looking for their stuff. I didn't even think, you know what I mean? I didn't put two to two together. Like they just robbed me and they're sitting right here. I didn't even yeah. If you saw them right so, so now. My, my story wasn't that good. That was your first time? I saw them right now. Would you... First time what? <laughs> Getting robbed. Yeah, my first yeah, time. Yeah, nah, I, I feel you. That's what that's what happened with my car. Like, I didn't really understand. I was like, yo, yeah, my car is outside. <laughs> I, bu- I yeah. must have parked it somewhere else. Like, no, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I parked it across the street. I parked it across not, the street. That's not. I did not. It was gone. My little brother got his bike stolen like that. Damn. He walked outside. I was like, damn. That's one of his life teaching moms. Like, damn, bro, my nigga, you beat. That was it. That was the end of the conversation. He was shocked. <laughs> like, <laughs> he was like, oh, yeah, he was like, what well, my so, bike? So, so, so this is another story. So basically, I worked at like a community center, right? Like, I worked there late mm-hmm. at night. So like, I pretty much closed up. There was one kid. He's bad. He's all over the place, right? So somebody stole his. He said somebody stole his bike. So he came back to the uh, community center with his mom. Some, he stole the bike right in front of the community center. I was there. Bob said, you know you saw this guy. You know you saw this guy. I said, ma'am, he was nowhere close <laughs> to here. He got his bike stolen. I don't know why. You probably know him, too. I said, ma'am, I don't even, <laughs> I don't even know nothing about him. He, he's edging the wrong. Yeah, he saw He saw it, mom. I'm like, yo, come on. That's, that's wild, bro. That is wild. For sure. Hey, can we, can we all say that all these uh, moments um, definitely help strengthen our character? Oh, fuck yeah. For sure. I yeah. could say that too. Now, now I'm kind of like, I'm kind of more like, not like trusting every single person. You know, you kind of look out like, yo, they're trying to get me. You know, you always got to be on guard. Before then, I wasn't really on guard. I'm just like, you know, I got my stuff here. Oh, somebody probably thought it was theirs and dropped it out. Of the, you know, I didn't even think that, yo, someone's out here to get me. Now I'm kind of like more on guard, especially with anything. I think, yeah, like I have money in my pocket. Somebody gets close. I'm like, <laughs> like, oh, hey, get your head out of my pocket. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I got some more guard. Nah, I feel you, bro. Like, yeah, I was too. After uh my car got stolen and it came back, um, I went to AutoZone and got a club. And uh I was faithful, yo. That damn club, oh niggas knew they was like, oh, he got the club on the Honda. Oh, he's serious about that car. Just don't even worry about it, bro. And it had a lock on it. Yeah, but you can't have the club on there now. I, I saw the club, they like you last can. year they had a club. You like, can. bro, no, you no, cannot. No, no. Yeah, you Come can, on, bro. This, this is why this is why I say you had a club, right? You can you can have a club if your car is age appropriate to fit the club. Yeah. Because, like, so my I'm gonna say this. My day, I like older Hello. cars. So explain explain what the club is because oh sure yeah a club is uh well it's it's just uh I mean from what I remember it is a uh, extension or like a security locking mechanism that you would put on the steering wheel to cause um, anyone that would yeah so you can't really turn it like mine's actually extended all the way to the passenger side if you try to turn so (laughs) I want serious. I mean, I, I, I was that. serious. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> crazy. That motherfucker pole in his car, like <laughs> <laughs> you knew. Getting that, getting that damn passenger seat. Ow, that damn shit. 
You're like, hey, hold on, wait a minute. Did, did your Paul have a kid? <laughs> <laughs> I would extend that shit, Justin. I, I, mm, hold up. All right, we good. The car is locked. We all right. <laughs> I was adamant, yo. I didn't care. Oh shit. A game character. Oh shit. Straight up. You got a point real quick, Justin? No, go ahead. You got a point? Okay. Okay. So basically, where we where we started, we kind of went left sure. with the story. But um basically the importance of get to 50 just shows us being consistent no matter what's going on. Because basically, we ain't gonna lie, we did miss a week. That was because I was on vacation and these guys didn't want to do it without me because it was like blonde you to face, you know, but which is fine, which is fine. <laughs> Exact words we said. Yeah. Verbatim. Verbatim. I said, I'm saying, which is fine, but just talk about like the importance of being consistent on like, you know, you can't really worry about results because basically it doesn't matter if we get zero views in the last 49, we will still determine each week to put an episode out. Speak on that. Compound interest. Yeah. It's actually that simple. Like, it was just a niche that I grabbed onto and I said, hey, you know what? I like it. And it's kept on going. I mean, that's with any, that's with anything, man. That's with that's with school, that's with work, that's with things that capture your um attention. If you have to make the choice in the beginning that you're gonna be committed to figuring it out and getting good at it, basically. I mean, that's just like playing ball. Like, you, you're going to be an ass basketball player if you don't play. Like, <laughs> if you don't play, you're not really good. So, yeah. No, nah, that's that's real shit. I think, I felt like for all of us, we know that even where we are right now, we're trying to work towards a bigger goal. So yep. for people that listen to this, we talk so much off air about where we want to go, but to Tony's point, we've just been working on it day by day. And that is just with everything else in life. Like for Jalan works out, the only way to get motherfucking six pack is to work out on your abs. It ain't no other way around it. So and you have to do it consistently. And there's times that for everything, you don't want to do it, but you just got to push that shit forward. So for us, that's what it's been just trying different things. I'm sure everybody's heard different uh, ways we've done episodes and different things and try to, hey, shit, we perfecting our craft and you get to hear it here. So it's fucking fun. 10,000 hours, man. The show. Yeah. yeah. And I agree. It's all about like delayed gratification because it's not going to happen overnight. You never know. I was listening to a podcast today where it was, um, they had Mike Todd and he was talking about, um, I don't know if you ever heard of yeah. Mike Todd. He's a the pastor. pastor. Yeah. So he has a series called Relationship Goals. Mm-hmm. So he said he was with another church and he dropped a series. I think he got like 10,000 views. He ended up doing the same exact one later. Like, you know, kind of, he kind of picks it up and it got, you know, 500,000. But if you've never actually tried it that first time and kept perfecting his craft, it wouldn't have happened where this next one blew up. So it's all about, you know, just we know we're going to continue to get better, but we can't expect everything at this time because if we get, if we reach our goal today, you know, where are we going to go from? Right. You know, we might get, one episode that blows up and then to sustain that is going to be super hard. So it's just great to just keep building, building, building. And when that growth comes or that massive group of people come, we'll be ready for it. Oh yeah. Oh, that's facts. Facts. It's easier than to 
it's easing into uh, success. It's like versus winning the lottery type shit. I feel like everybody wants to win the lottery, but like when you really think about it, I feel like most people don't understand how mentally overwhelming it would be to have all that money at once. Like it sounds fun until it's like, nigga, boom, a billion dollars right now. It's like, wait, the most I had at any given time was like 10,000. Now I got a billion. Mm -hmm. I would rather, and most people, the people who don't lose their mind that are wealthy, they ease into it over a period of time and they got used to it. That's the only thing I'm saying. That's why a lot of celebrities, I think, you know, go crazy and shit like that because niggas didn't know how to really live with money and shit like that. They came too fast. So we here for a long time, baby. Yeah, the long haul. And I truly believe, to make a point, man, consistency and devotion are the cousins of longevity. Like, if you're focused on the long haul, you know you have to have the factors of practicing consistency and devotion. Like, it just goes hand in hand. So if you want to be here forever or at least make a good um, uh, memorable moment, you got to be devoted and you have to stay consistent. Okay, so um, I know we're talking about the podcast, but how do y'all do this in your own life? How do y'all stay consistent? Because, you know, life is hard. You have goals that you have things that you want to reach. I think with the podcast, it makes it easier because it's us three. So, like, if it was just me running this podcast at 50 episodes and we're not at 1,000 uh, followers yet, I'm going nuts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going, I, I'm still, I still am going nuts. But to have y'all there to kind of support me and be like, yo, we're still doing this together and, you know, coming back each weekend, you know, how, coming up with different ideas, that helps to me. But how do y'all do that in your own life when it is you and you're kind of trying to reach a goal by yourself? So I will say with anything, you have to first understand your purpose and what you're working towards. That helps. With the podcast, we know what we're trying to work towards, so we're trying to always self-evaluate and get better. It's no different <clears throat> like my day-to-day. I know where I want to be, and then there's like the reverse engineering to figure out what I need to do to be the optimal best version of myself. And I feel like people have to figure that out. And that's your diet. What do you what what you eat and how it makes you feel? So if you eat and shit that don't make you feel good, it makes you tired and stuff like that. Maybe you should need it because if you're tired, then your mind not really firing at the best way. So like for me, I look at shit like that. So for my daily, everything I first thing I do day, meditate. That's it. Like that's how I start my day. I stretch and meditate and figure out my game plan for the day. And I take it day by day. I don't think about the next day. I literally take it one fucking day at a time because it ain't shit I can do about tomorrow today. I can only work on today right now. And that's how I go about it. One day at a time. So you're not overwhelmed. So Jalan, we talk, everybody know on the podcast, like Jalan wants that shit like right now. Like he 10,000, we should already have a hundred thousand followers. The one thing that we know, we all know most empires are built over time. I feel like in the social media world, we see a lot of shit that happens overnight and it feels overnight, but we don't always see the work that goes into those people's journeys and what all failed to get to that point. So for us and for me, that's how I think about it. I don't even think about failing. Like failure is a part of life. It's just like tripping, falling. If I trip because I'm falling forward, that means I'm going to get up and keep going. I'm not going to stop. And it's the same thing with failure. Just keep fucking going. And you're not going to think about the tripping part. So... That's how I kind of do my shit. Big facts, bro. 
Yeah. I share some similar um, tactics as well. Like I devote uh, about 10 minutes a day just to meditate. I don't care if I'm at my office. Um, I'll sit there before I get started and just breathe. You know what I'm saying? But um, yeah, man, like I I would say um, I wholeheartedly agree with everything you just said, Justin. I think that to add to that point, man, I'm I'm going to say it also um, what can what can help you become consistent and devoted and purposeful is if you focus on the small things first. Like I know for me, um, faith, man, strengthening my faith was like a real thing, and that's like on the rim of like spirituality, right? So. If you're not good with that, there's no way you can believe that you can stay consistent or even practice being devoted towards a specific goal, right? But also something as simple as just like reminding yourself, like writing stuff down, like literally visually seeing your goals everywhere. That was something that I did. Like I would write a random note, put it in my bedroom, hey man, uh blah 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 the the time is now let's just say let's just say that the time is now only i would know what that means right and if i see it every day at the same spot i would know like yo the time is now hey man look faith over fear in the bathroom while i'm doing what i you know gotta do or while i'm getting dressed or whatever i see that on the mirror like so what I'm saying is you got to figure out your way into reminding yourself about your goals for your purpose, but you got to identify your purpose. If you don't know what your purpose is, there's no way you can identify those little goals to get you to that, you know, destination. So yeah, man, the little things matter. Facts. I have a follow-up question for y'all too, but I'm going to work on mine. So what me, what I do, I usually have to kind of like detach kind of because the working out, that's the easy part. That's the going to the gym, eating healthy. You know, that's kind of like lifestyle now. So that's kind of easy. But like other goals, you know, might be a little tougher for me. So what I kind of have to do is kind of like detach. Like one thing I do is kind of get off of social media. It's kind of hard now running you know, a podcast as well, but I try to kind of detach a little bit from social media write down my goals and also write down a blueprint. So I know I want to, we'll go into that a little bit. I don't got to be super, uh, let's just say like a, let's say a regular, let's say I want a new TV, right? I want to buy a new TV. What 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 steps am I going to take to get that new TV? You know what I'm saying? I might have to work more hours. I might have to do, you know, something, but kind of like yeah. have the goal written down and then have the steps I take to do it. So it kind of keeps you disciplined and consistent because you know, you know what the goal is, but you also are writing down what each kind of step mm-hmm. is for. And that's that's, for that's sure. very fucking smart, Jalan. Oh yeah. I'm gonna steal that. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate that. And um so how did y'all so the two things that y'all said that helped y'all stay consistent and stay on track, how did y'all get there? Because Justin, you said meditate. I know that's not something you probably started with. Tony, I know you said you write down, you know, I can't remember if you said but you <laughs> you write down certain things around your apartment. How did you get to those Huh? Inf- Affirmations, yeah. So how, how did you, how did you, how did you, how did you, how did you get there? How did you start meditating, and how did you start saying, "Hey, I'm gonna use affirmations"? 
Well, um, for me, like affirmations was uh, something that I researched, man. Like, I know it sounds corny, but in order to be purposeful, you have to research, you have to read, you have to sit down and just take time into doing your due diligence. I read 48 Laws of Power. I read Outwitting the Devil. I read um, The Art of War. I read The Alchemist. Like, you have to understand the similarities in other people finding their purpose in those stories, right? In order to create your own. So I know, for me, words, words of affirmation is what it is. I don't give a damn if it's a a post-it note on the dashboard in the car. I don't care if it's a post-it note on the TV. I'm going to make sure I see something so that I can remind myself, hey, look, I'm going here. This is the vision that I have in my mind that I want to see in real life. So I would say how I started off is just reading, studying. I I would even go to your point, like detach myself from things, isolate myself to learn and then go back in the uh, realm of life, but just with a different perception or perspective. So. So all of us have in common the isolation thing, because I feel like you get to a point where I feel like you just mentally overly stimulated. Mm. And the only thing I, you feel most people know what to do is just like shut it off. So essentially, that's how I think I got to figuring out I needed to take time to fucking figure out something. But I will say this. I ain't realized watching shit growing up. Like, if you watch a lot of kung fu movies or a lot of fighting, most of those fighting styles have, like, meditation as a practice. Yeah. Like, so growing up, watch a lot of Bruce Lee and shit like that. So you hear a lot about, you know, the mindfulness and shit like that of these niggas really being able to do stuff with their body. So. I didn't know that then, but getting into meditation is because of, I just couldn't fucking understand how and I always thought it was for women. Not gonna lie to you. <clears throat> like, you don't hear niggas talk about meditating and shit like that. You hear, like, chicks talk about, I'm gonna do yoga, I'm meditating, but you don't really hear the homies talk about shit like that. So I feel like once I had to identify, I need to do what works for me. I tried different shit behind closed doors to see what worked. Meditation worked, yoga worked, and then, you know, I made my version of it because it worked. So because I like how I felt after doing it. I was just like, fuck it. I'm going to do it every day. Like, mm-hmm. why stop it if this is working for me? Because, like, it gives me that mental clarity. It allows me to visualize my day and then go about it. And it also allows me to, like, reflect on when you've had bad days. Like, it's sometimes it's best just to reflect on it and understand why it affected you the way it did. Yeah, like sometimes understanding again to the root of that can prevent you from feeling the same way again. And for me, I was having like massive days of not getting to the root of that, and that shit was just bleeding over into other aspects of life. So my meditation practice or my daily reflection practice is a part of that. And then to Tony's point, faith having faith in something that's bigger than you, whatever that is, you know, there's many different types of faith, but just have something. Faith in something that's bigger than you, because that's gonna keep you grounded when you lose track and shit like that. You're right about that. Um, for, for me, um, just me knowing that. 
okay, so I guess way I got into like detachment and kind of like trying to just figure it out on my own, like writing down the goals was I think it kind of goes to like being like the older, you know, it's like you don't have you have your parents there, but then like let's say you go like little problems, you really can't go to your younger siblings. But kind of what I kind of like compare that to is like when when I am the the head of the household. So I am now the top of the top of the household. And pretty much if any problems happen, I will have my wife there, but kind of I have to be able to figure it out on my own. You know, so I kind of say, okay, how would I react when something's going on with my kids? Something's going on with my wife. I can't stress out. I don't really have anybody to run through because I'm kind of the head, you know? Well, what do you think about that? Like, I know, Justin, you are the head. Tony, me and you are still working on that. But how do you feel like, yo, I'm the top. And if anything goes, I'm the last lot of defense. I'm good with that, bro. Like, I'm at a point where uh, I've I've gained enough um, understanding to, like, realize that as a man, that is, and I'm, I don't want to sound sexist or nothing, but that is an understood traditional position. Like, there's nothing you can do. You could you could be the weakest man, and you still, if you are at a house, <laughs> they gonna look at you like, hey man, oh, oh so what you gonna do? What you like, gonna um, do? Facts. <laughs> you know what, what I'm saying? What we gonna do? Right. You know what I mean? Like like how you gonna help us? Like yeah. so if the um the uh, sooner you realize that as a man, like the quicker you'll be able to like accept it and just flow with it, man. So. I got a quick, quick, funny story real quick. I don't know if it's funny, but it's, it's funny to me. So um, what happened was I was spending, not spending night, like, I was doing some work with one of my friends. He lived a neighborhood down. So like we all had bikes back then. So I rode my bike over there. So it was getting late. He was like, he wants to follow you home or something. I said, no, nah, I'm good. I'm like, I'm going right down the street, right? So I'm riding down, riding. Some car pulls up next to me and said, why wow, they kind of fast in that bike? I said, "Oh, who's that?" <laughs> <laughs> Stranger. Well, they were, was they uh, following you or something? What's going on? Yo, I'm thinking they try to rob because you know at that point you know people are getting jumped. You know they talk about gang and all that stuff. I'm like, yo, I got to get my tail home. So I finally get home. I throw my bike into the uh, <laughs> into the driveway, and I'm like, "Yo, dad, dad!" <laughs> like, uh, that's funny, man. <laughs> so I, I found that I found out the next day at school it was my friend and his um his sister, oh. but he he didn't tell me at that point. So at that point, yeah, I was just you know terrified. But I'm just the reason why I brought that story up is because at that point when I'm terrified, I'm ready to my yeah. dad, you know. And then now when it's time for me to pull up my, I mean when it's time for me to raise my children, they're gonna be yelling at me like, "Yo, dad, what you do? You know, <laughs> you know some gang members out there trying to jump me, and I need your help." I, look, this is this is the hand motion. What what? What the fuck? So details, like, <laughs> nah, man. <laughs> you gotta be, you gotta be ready. Yeah, you gotta get serious again. That was like, nah, nah, that, it's funny because, like, I know growing up, I got into a lot of shit, but like, one of the things my parents always taught us, like, don't pretty much don't bring shit to our doorsteps. So, like, if I if some shit happened in the house, unless it had to do with somebody else's parents. Like, I wasn't bringing that shit back. There are, there's a couple of stories I'm not gonna put out there. I ain't gonna put my parents out there. There's shit out there. But there's a couple of stories that, you know, you realize like your parents is gangster. They're like, oh shit, nigga, that's, y'all ain't no bitches I see. <laughs> <laughs> Where yeah. I get that from? Like, oh, we okay. good, we good. Uh, okay. yeah. Yeah. 
But shit, uh, on the head of the household thing, I feel like I will say this as an the older sibling, the older sibling in my family, I felt like I've always been in that position where like this house raised. Like if shit come down to it, I know I have to like. I got younger siblings, so like, if they don't make it back home, I ain't coming back home type shit like that. It'd rather be they got back home safely and I laid my shit down on the line. Like, that's kind of how I've been raised, so that's like translated to life. Me playing mm-hmm. football, same thing. Like, literally, this, you know, you safety. Like, nigga, you literally the last person on the fucking defense. Like, you gotta stop it or your whole team. Like, hey, my boy, we lost because of your bitch ass. So, that translates into like having a family. You mm-hmm. can't, there's certain shit that even when you're in a relationship before you get to having a family, like I don't care what any lady has to say. Like when you talk about the pseudo feminism and shit like that, when it comes to certain things, certain shit goes down. You want, most women want their male partner to be a sense of security. Exactly. You don't want some shit to go down and your man hop behind you because you're going to be like, oh, yeah, fuck, we, we broke it up. <laughs> we broke it up. We're like, <laughs> like, niggas start fighting and you behind me, my boy. Like, that's that's not helping. That's not helping it out. So yeah. I yeah. think, like I said, it, it's one of those things, even at work for me, I happen to be like one of the people in every job I am because of the type of work I do. I'm literally the last line of defense. Like, I've managed teams of fucking adult so when everything comes back wrong it's like I gotta fall on anyway so I think it's one of those things as a man I would say it's like the 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 dominance in our personalities the the alpha that that you would say that kind of like you would hope that most men exhibit because that's what you know makes even other men be attracted to other men not in a sexual way but just like I fuck with this nigga because I know like some shit go down. He gonna hold it down for himself. Like as a man, you wouldn't want to kick it if your homeboy shit went down and just like Jalan ran and cried. He didn't help us. (laughs) (laughs) He didn't help us. He was gone. He didn't help. He was gone. He he went. He went. You same boat. Like versus we all got to ass beat together. Listen, CB, when I was younger, if anything had to do with gang, I was not involved, okay? I, I don't I don't agree with it. So if you were involved never, with the gang stuff and then You never jumped nobody? No, I they, they said I was in a gang, but I really wasn't. But I'm just saying you never, if one of my you friends involved No, I've never jumped anybody. No. Why? But all, all I'm saying, all I'm saying, if one of my friends are involved in gang activity and they're in trouble. That's you and your gang. I'm not a part of your gang. That's you I'm and your gang. Bro. I'm your boy. I'm not a part of the gang. I'm not homies, jump. bro. No, no, listen. If you if you get if you get jumped because of something personal, I'm in there. I'm he- I'm there to help. But if it's gang related, that's something so I don't support. <laughs> Yo, wait. This dude's asking if in the middle of a fight. Like, hey man, hey, oh, 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 hey, this wait, is gang related. Wait, 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 what is this? I'm out. Right. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm stopping. <laughs> Bro, you you do I wanna say this. Do you understand? Like, you know, disclaimer wise, like most quote unquote gang shit, the beef is always personal shit. It ain't really always mm. gang shit. I feel like niggas misconstrue it, but like a lot of stuff is their personal beefs, but like it's clicky. So it's your clicking niggas and like there's another click of niggas. If that nigga, the clicks call themselves something, is that a gang? Like, you know, everybody, is your, you call your friend group something? Mm. No, I but, know, I, but when, when they start having did. the flat, 
when they start having the flags and all that stuff, that had nothing to do with me. I'm not, I'm not rack, having no flag in my back. You, I don't know if y'all remember in high school or middle school, whatever yeah, it was, yeah. they were all in the flags. Oh, I'm this and I'm that. I'm Bloody none of that. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm none of that. Yeah, like I was, I was never, I was never heavy in it, man. But hey, couldn't help the fact that I was in neighborhoods that was flooded. Yeah, with that stuff, there was there was nothing I could do. I mean, just you know, I'm not gonna say it was like oh, selling the podcast. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying to be. uh, (laughs) I'm trying to be uh, real with this, but like, one thing that you don't need to do is walk with your head down. Hell, fucking no! Don't walk with your head down around them because you're a target, (laughs) you're a mark, or you could just, hey man, you know, be yourself. Be yourself. You don't have you don't have to be you don't have to be fake when it comes to stuff like that. So the only gang I was a part of is San Andreas. That's it. Ah, uh, okay. So like so I will say I'll preface this by saying neighborhood clicks. I feel like gang is a term niggas throw around a lot. Mm. But I feel like I feel like the media throws the term gang around a lot. I will say that. Because I feel like when they're white people, they're not gangs. And the reason I say that is, like, y'all ever heard of Hell's Angels? Yeah. That the motorcycle motor, people? Motor, motor, you, you said motorcycle people. It's motorcycle gang. Yeah. Like, when, like and it, when, if you look it up right. and define it, they're technically That's a real. motorcycle gang, but, like, gang. people yeah. give it a different level of respect because it's, like, white people. But if you say, like, the Crips, it's like, oh, yeah, it's a gang. But the Crips have famous celebrities, too, in legitimate business establishment. Right. Are they not an organization? You know what I'm saying? So, like, it's just, you know. I get it. I, I just know my neighborhood wasn't no uh, stomping ground for any of that stuff. So for you to say you're a part of this because of that is kind of crazy. But you know, each is on. Each is, each is on. See, I know I, I, I will say this. Niggas want to feel like they're a part of something. True. And I feel like that's essentially what it is. So when there ain't shit to be a part of, niggas make shit up. True. It's it's funny, man. This thought may be wild or this question. I don't even know how it's gonna come out, but like, yeah, I guess it's gonna come out as a question. Um would y'all believe that <clears throat> uh, young teenage boys growing up, they see people within a gang and they see the gang members as a representation of what Alpha is? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hands down. I see that too. Like, hands down. I'm going to speak for myself. Every, we all have different environments we grew up in. So especially for, let's say, specifically the 90s, maybe not right now because I can't speak to what people see, but for in the 90s, you only had what was in your inner circle as far as, like, representation yeah, or TV. So, like, for me, I know, like, when I was younger, the people that I saw that I looked up to are people that, at 30, I'm not looking up to and stuff like that. I looked up because they had pretty women, nice cars, good clothes, and stuff like that. What they did to get it, I knew what was up. Like, you're you not stupid, but I'm like, I want to be like the dope boy because he got a badass woman. I knew. Everybody, all about everybody do. Nice car and shit like that. So I feel like you don't understand when you're young that that is a form, but it's not the form. 
of like being a man and masculinity and shit like that. I don't believe like to be a man, you have to be the most dominant physically as a fighter and shit like that. Like that doesn't make you a man. Like you know, you can't beat somebody up. There's a lot of niggas that get their ass whooped that are real men. You know, they just can't fight. Yeah. So I think a little differently. I don't think it's they looked at them as the alpha or like the main person. I think it's like growing up, you just wanted to be a part of the family. You wanted to be, you know, cool. I don't think that's because I never looked at them and said, "Hey, I want to be like that when I get older." I just wanted to be, you not me, but you just wanted to be a part of something so you can seem that you're cool. So you get the girls, you get that. But I've never looked at them as an example of this is what my future is. I always looked at you know my family members, you know every all the men in my family as that example. Their only thing, only reason why you think about going with them, because at that time they're the cool people. They're the one getting women. They're the one doing everybody's looking up to. So at that point, I think it's just more to be involved in something. I don't feel like we felt like that was like the man I would want to be. Yo, it's funny because I understand both of y'all's perspective, man. Like I'm more so on Jalan's side as far as like understanding that what you see is not really it, right? But like the older I got, uh, the older I got, I cannot talk today for some reason. Um, I realized that even if those guys that was within the gang would resemble what would be an alpha male, it's at the low tier, the very low level. That's the very. It's, it's like bottom barrel alpha. That's not even what yeah. alpha is. So Jalan, to go with your point, like. I believe that there's different variations of alpha. I, I think that there's different uh, levels to it too. So, um, yeah. Don't worry about that. <laughs> I, thought, I thought it was going to work. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Continue. Nah, that was pretty much you know, it, like, man. When you do that, this shit flips. So, like, the way it was. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, I was like, whoa. Yeah, you like, right, right. <laughs> like you speak another language, bro. I'm like, yo, he going to he going a different alpha uh, plan right there. That's a different type no. of alpha. He's speaking a different language. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Tony. I'm, I'm nah, that was it, bro. I was just saying that. I didn't hear y'all worried about my what I was saying. It's cool, man. <laughs> I mean, basically, don't, don't I'll just throw this question out out there, man. Do y'all believe that there's different variations of what an alpha man is? No. Okay. No. Okay. Okay. I think it's a, I think it's a strict. I think it's just a strict line of what that is. That's not the kind of man I want to be. But um, that's me. Now I can I can say my definition of what an alpha male is. It's kind of what I think of anyway. I think of like okay, whatever I say goes. Um, I know a lot of the videos is like, oh, they don't want to. They don't even want family. They just want to be the guy that gets all the women and pretty much you know they pretty much go by their own rules. That's kind of like what I got from it. Yeah, yeah. So like I, so I will say this. We shared a video between the the group, um, and the video is displaying different personality traits. So I know niggas just talk alpha. The reason I said no is because I feel like there's one type of alpha, but I feel like a lot of men think they're alphas, but they're really something else. Mm. And it's okay, like. Everybody can't be the alpha personality. That shit is not it. Like, if we all was in the pack, everybody ain't leading the pack. There's niggas that want to be alphas 
they never led nothing. Like if mm. niggas don't naturally gravitate towards you in a leadership capacity, like you probably not an alpha. That's being real. That's not saying the fucked up way, but I feel like niggas gotta people have to better identify like which bucket they're in so they can kind of like better suit themselves and kind of go from there. So like that's kind of how I feel. In my mind, alpha personalities are like those extroverted guys that are really like go-getters. They don't take shit. They just go. They just always go, 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 go. They're always trying to prove themselves. I think like, at least for me, the whole alpha thing gets thrown over because you can be a dominant guy in charge of shit, but with a different personality or a different way to go about it and stuff like that. That's kind of how my mindset is. Like, you can still be about your shit. Don't be a bitch. Don't be a beta nigga. But you don't have to do it the same way. If that makes sense. Yeah, that makes perfect sense, man. Like, um, at first I was on the fence uh, as far as, like, there's different variations of what an alpha is. Um, Meaning that there's different strengths that can serve a man and he can display those strengths and those strengths could make him appear to be alpha, right? But to go with your point, Justin, like, yeah, there's different personality types and uh, there can be a strategic thinking type of man. That type of thinking is alpha, but he's not social at all, which doesn't make him an alpha man. It will just, you know, for face value or from the surface level, right? But behind closed doors, if you put them in a room, in an office, to figure out the next plan for the next 30 years or so, I'm sure he'll probably come up with something that's like, damn, you know what? We can't table this. You, you know? So I don't know. I, I mean, I'm not going to say that there's different variations, but I will say that there is different personalities. And I think that over time, your specific personality could evolve into becoming alpha in a certain way. So. That's what I'm gonna stick with. I ain't gonna lie, I ain't watched that shit, bro. I watched a little bit of it. I tried, man. I tried. I watched like I got, I got I to like the, the, the fifth one, and I'm like, man, you know what? I got to. I'm gonna <laughs> preface this. So the video I share with Jalan and Tony talk about uh, seven different type of male personality traits. So in psychology. People can look it up, say I don't think you bullshit. There's legitimately a lot of different personalities that you can take. You can take a Myers-Briggs, most people know, like INTPs and shit like that. Or you have this one, which is the personality, the alpha, beta, shit like that. So it's different personality types, and you're supposed to be able to kind of like see where you fall in there. So that's what it was, Jalan. So. And if you're, if, you're, if you're in high school getting your lunch money token, Put you in the beta category. <laughs> yes, yes. Pretty uh, much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, pretty, pretty, pretty much. Or pretty. if you was the one always trying to follow all the uh, guys that were popular on football and basketball teams and stuff, beta. Uh, beta. Uh, uh, beta. Uh, uh, or an Omega male. That's a, uh, yeah. Mm. It's a lot of other followers. And I also feel like there are also some uh, some alpha guys that just don't know how to showcase their traits yet and stuff like that. That's facts. Because to be a leader, I will say this. You can be a natural leader, 
but you still got to work on becoming better as a leader. Or you're a natural singer. Like, just because you have a natural voice don't mean you don't have to practice. So I feel like with personality traits, too, the same thing. There's a lot of alpha guys that are walking around that it's not working on their craft to get better. Yo, it's all nature versus nurture, yo. Nature versus nurture. And I have one more thing. So I think, so I know they have the word alpha, right? And then under we have like alpha male and we also have the word alpha. I'm not going to say, I'm not going to say that word. Alpha woman. <laughs> um, what do y'all think about them having the term alpha woman? Because I know pretty much in general, you're supposed to have, you know, the man and you have to have the woman that submits to the man. But then there are, you know, there are women that are okay, can I, can I, can I just talk? Can I just shaking my head. I'm saying, Tony's like I'm this. To, Justin's like this. <laughs> I'm like, yo, let me get it out. <laughs> let me get it out. <laughs> I'm I'm just 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 saying the way the way I think of it the way I think of it they have the man and then they have you know the woman submitting and then now they have what we call alpha woman are you supposed to have a man submitting to that like what do y'all think about those different dynamics either one of y'all could go because both of y'all were were disagreeing. oh well facts I'll start first man because like on some real I think um and this is your uh, opinion bro so just from what I'm hearing um. I think the common denominator of what makes a man alpha and what makes a woman alpha is um, the word dominating. Like they dominate certain certain things. There's men that have dominating personalities. There's women that have dominating personalities. I am a firm believer that if a man has a dominating personality, he should be with a beta type woman, straight up. I also believe that if a woman has a dominating personality, she needs to go pick her ass a beta male. It's just that simple. There's plenty of them out here. There's plenty of them out here. (laughs) I'm just keeping it, I'm just keeping it real. But like, as for me though, like, I don't, hey man, I, I, I'm a, I am transitioning. I used to be a specific type of man. I really don't know what that is, but I had too much fucking pride to call myself beta. I know for sure <laughs> I'm not a fucking beta. <laughs> I know that for sure. But I also know that, you know, I didn't, I didn't have the, Kahuna's to even classify myself as a as a as an alpha, right? But transitioning, reaching different levels, taking different leaps of faiths, I realize that I have alpha traits in me. Would I call myself this? I don't know, but I have a whole ledger that can back that up for me for someone else to look at and judge for them, you know, for themselves. But I'm I'm working here, man. So. Yeah, uh, if you have a dominating personality, you should you should pair with someone that is not. It's just that simple. So I will say this is I am a textbook sigma male based off of it. Like I, I am that. I share that. I'm reserved. I'm introverted. Mm-hmm. So that is me. I don't want to be an alpha. I don't like being out in front of people. And to me, alpha is just like measuring their dick in front mm-hmm. of the world. Like I'm a behind closed doors type of person. Uh, so if you know, you know. 
But so, I will so, say, so you, behind closed doors, better than? Yeah. Yeah. Yep, privately. <laughs> As it should be done. Yo. Privately. Gotta check in. Make sure you know. Hey. Yeah. Uh, but I will say this. So in my mindset, I don't believe that men should just naturally take the uh, authority hierarchy. Because even when you look at like history and shit like that, there a lot of your civilizations were led by women mm. for periods of time. You look at Egypt and shit like that. You have, you know, Queen Nefertiti, Cleopatra, different things. So Women have always had alpha personalities too. That's why they've been able to lead and shit like that. So I feel like it's natural. It's always been there. I feel like men have to do it a lot more because I feel like there's a lot of niggas that's walking around thinking they're alphas, but they're not. So you got to proclaim it a little bit more. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm dominant. I'm dominant. Real dominant niggas don't talk about how dominant they are. Mm-hmm. Like niggas with money don't talk about, they don't walk around and be like, oh, I got Bricks on bricks on bricks. Like, no, nigga, got money. Well, I got to talk about it. It's a given. So I actually think that you can have alpha-type personalities together in a relationship. They just have to be mature. You can't have Hmm. immature because I feel like when I think of a power couple, and I don't know anybody personally, but when I think of like Jay-Z and Beyonce, to me, those seem like two alpha personalities in one couple that's made shit work because to me you don't get to be the one percent of your industry not being an alpha like that just don't happen so i think there's certain like if you get two alphas together y'all can make that shit work oh it's gonna be fucking insane no i i I agree what you're saying my main thing was how do we were talking about like at the end of the day it's always you know, the man. Let's say you run to the man if you have any problem. I don't I don't think it's anything wrong with you being the leader and then she's submitting to you. But it's also like you're kind of working together. Cause I feel like a lot of times with the alpha is always like, okay, it's my way or the highway. And then they kind of look at the submission as like a negative thing. But I feel like if you have if you trust somebody enough to for them to lead, they're gonna listen to you as well. It's not gonna just be my way or the highway, but you also have to trust this person that they can lead this ship the place you can't it's kind of hard to have two leaders i feel like they can definitely help i don't think there's a problem i don't i don't think the submission thing is a negative term like everybody says they can definitely help you with the mission but i feel like at the end of the day if something goes down like i'm running to my dad i'm like i didn't say mom help you know i said i said dad help me because you know i'm in, I'm in kind of you know I will, I will say this i think why people look down at submission because men always talk about how women should submit to them but in order for any relationship to work as a man, you're submitting to your woman too. You are. Literally 50 fucking 50. So, but women don't talk in submitting to like, oh, I want my nigga to submit to me. Dude was saying like, it's a respect thing. If you're in a yeah. submission looks like this to me, like both people are doing it. So I think like that's one thing, but I feel like when it, when it comes to like coming to people and stuff like that, I think it's based off the situation. Because like if you have both parents in your household, you might come to your dad to fight some shit, but like you might go to your mom for something else that you know your dad's like ill-equipped to do like this nigga. Exactly. No, I'm going yeah. <laughs> straight to mom. <laughs> so yeah. it's like, to me, leadership, especially in that aspect, even in every organization, it's always two leaders. For really good organizations, it's like they have a partnership and stuff like that. If not, 
you really don't want to be ran by one person because that motherfucker have a bad day. It is a rad. Yeah. That's true. Like, let me let me um clarify, because I don't want to be biased. Um, it is possible for two leaders to work, right? But according to the art of war, rule 21, you have to be able to shift your branding or yeah. you have to be willing to pivot, right? In a man's eyes, they look at that like, oh, we just adapting. If I had, if I was in a relationship with a woman that had a dominating type of type of personality, there are strengths within that, right? And she know that I have a dominating personality as well. There's things that I know she's good at, or I should know she's good at, and then there's things that I believe that she should know I'm good at, right? This shit, I'm just, just things that I'm just not going to touch, and there's things that she's going to touch, right? So I have to be able to adapt to that and accept that while we're working together to survive, and vice versa. If it's no vice versa, it ain't no team, straight up, and 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 that's why. I'm saying that it's much easier for a dominating woman to have a dominating type of personality to just get a beta. Because he's going to say yes all the fucking time. Like, you don't even have to worry about him adapting. He is who he is. And the same thing for a dominating male personality. Just get a beta woman because she's going to be there. Like, regardless, you can think and say how, however, whenever. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. I think it's also, if you're going to be the lead, it doesn't have to be a technical alpha male, but if you're going to be the lead of the household, it's important in the women you choose as well. Yep. Because if you know you have, you're trying to build a ship or build something strong, you have to have a strong, I don't know, if, I don't want to say second in command, but I'm going to say second. You need a strong second in command as well, because you might have weaknesses that she's strong at. So it's kind of is more close to a partnership, but you're going to start it. I'm going to pick this woman, because when you think about marriage, you have to ask her to marry mm-hmm. you. So you're picking this woman and then you have kids. So it's like, I feel like to be a great leader, you have to be able to pick a great woman so then your ship can move. Because if you don't, just pick an airhead that's going to listen to everything you say, you ain't going nowhere. Because now it's just basically you by yourself and you just have a woman that's just there doing nothing. As the married guy, I see it differently, but I'm married. Yeah, no, I so get I'm it, bro. sitting in the boat and it's a different perspective <laughs> because... Yeah, this, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel Y'all you, bro. talking about the movie, and I'm like, I live in this bitch. You know, I ain't gonna say hi then, but it's just a little different over here. Because I will say this the longer you're in a relationship, like, I think niggas think of leading, and I feel like, how can I say it? Niggas don't, we don't really lead how we think we do, because on a day to day, like, every relationship has a direction. You get mm-hmm. with somebody, you got with them because you like the direction they're moving. That direction they have moving that they have going has nothing to do with your direction. It shouldn't if you a real nigga. You get together, you should still be moving at that same speed and stuff like that. Like that person shouldn't slow you down or, you know, or anything and shit like that. So when I think of leading, I'm like, okay, that's how it should be. Everything within the house, when niggas get in a relationship, I will say this. You realize I realize this. This is for women. Women are much smarter than men. When it comes to a lot of shit that we don't realize, and you don't realize until you get a relationship, be like, damn, nigga, I really have been making my life a lot harder. That's it. Yeah. 
I have, a, I, have a, I have a question. So I'm not married. I'm single. Been single basically forever. So when you're, uh, I'm gonna comp- I'm gonna compare it to like an owner of an NBA team, right? That's what I'm comparing to, right? So you're the owner, right? I don't know if this is good or not, but this is what I just yeah, thought. Well, of. This is what I just go thought. ahead, bro. But it starts off with the owner. You're the owner. It's not ending well. It's Let's go. Well. No, no, I didn't mean it like that. I didn't. Okay, so so you're building something. Okay, we're building. Yes. Okay, so relationship, you're building, you're building something. Okay, so you have the person that's in charge of picking the people to help build. So the person that's you're picking first will be, I don't know. Yeah, you. Okay, the person you're picking first is basically gonna be doing most of the stuff. So you gotta pick. You gotta have a good eye to pick that right person. So the same way, like you're picking your wife, you gotta pick somebody that's gonna be able to help you out the most. So it's kind of like once you get there, am I putting my foot in my mouth right now? Let's just leave. No, 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 you're not. You're not. You're not. You're not. You're not. You're not, uh, you're not putting your foot in your mouth. I know where you're going with this. Yeah, and I feel like yeah, I can see it. I too. don't think. You don't, I don't know. Like, I don't feel like you pick your, your, I just believe differently. I feel like you don't pick your, your, your person that you, you attract, like that you attract them and it's something on a spiritual level that like, when you know, you know, it's a click. That doesn't mean that that absolves you of things you have to work for, but like, once you get into a relationship like that, how you have you, have you, View relationships will change because it's like, oh shit, I was thinking about it in a way it's like, it's like thinking about college than going to college. You realize mm-hmm. before you win, it's like, I thought I knew, but once I got there, I'm like, this shit is different. different. Mm-hmm. And that's how I think about when it comes to relationships because you don't know your deficiencies until somebody else points them out to you. Big facts, man. I ain't gonna lie about that. Right, right, right now, I'm in, I'm in here cleaning up my closet because it's a it's a mess. It's not not because I thought it was a mess. It's because <laughs> in fact, somebody pointed out to me like, "Oh, nigga, like, damn, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> what's going on here?" <laughs> <laughs> nah, man, like, hey, man, that's real. That's real, bro. Like, they can they can be that that other person could be your set of your second set of eyes. Like, that's like a, another way of putting it. Like, you only got two eyes, right? But like. Your partner, your your other, should have two eyes too, and what they see is completely different from what you see. You just have to respect and trust, <laughs> and communicate what you see, and trust the fact that they see what they see, and just be loyal behind what y'all saw. And like, hey man, that thing is real. You got to be able to decipher the best person for you. So, no, that's true shit. I'm not, not sure how this turned into a relationship episode again. Nah, bro. It's all about alpha. Think, That's all about a... man, masculinity, alpha, all yeah. of that. Cause it it influenced everything, bro. If you don't know how to identify certain things, there's no way you can be consistent with what you got going on personally, professionally. There's no way you can be devoted for your own personal goals, your own professional goals. You have no clear vision. So you ain't gonna find no no woman, you know what I'm saying? If you if you a man, it's gonna be difficult, you know. So yeah, you gotta you gotta know how to look exactly. What like you have to? That's why I say I think it's very in business. And like if you work in a corporate environment, a lot of jobs make you take a personality test. Why? Because they want to make sure that your personality fits the role in the culture of the company. 
So in dating, a lot of niggas don't realize, and I've done this for myself, like figure out your personality type so you can better assess the type of people to go for or what's going to be successful for you. They're not all cut and dry, but you just got to work on things and figure shit out so you can at least be looking in the same direction. Mm. Like, then you can find people that you want to date because quite frankly, there's nothing wrong with being a beta type guy if that is your true personality type because at the end of the day, if you happy and you content, you at peace, that's the only thing that fucking matters. And you find somebody that loves you and you cool with the relationship dynamics y'all have, that's your relationship, bro. Power to you. But don't be walking around here trying to do alpha nigga shit. I'm just saying you gonna get hurt. You gonna get hurt. <laughs> it, ain't gonna, it ain't gonna work how you think it's gonna work. So <laughs> you will have like, I mean, shit. What they what they say? Nice guys finish last. I mean, yeah. to some people, it's true. That's like the way of life. There's perspective to finishing last, though. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't, I don't totally agree with that. I feel like you can't be too nice, especially to these women. You can't be too nice because they're gonna run all over you. But you can still be kind of kind. Kind is always I, better than nice. Don't ever be nice. You can be. You can be kind. <laughs> it's cool to be kind. That's so, easy. Nah. I I feel like I'm gonna say this. This is, gonna, this is very fucking controversial. I people like I have a belief that people allow themselves. People allow things to happen to themselves. Mm. So as a man, if or a woman, if you allow, if something happens to you, like, you can't be mad at nobody but yourself. So, like, if somebody runs you over and you ain't put up a speed bump, like, you can't be mad at that person because I guarantee you they were showing some signs before. They didn't, like, jump out there and do it. It's like, no, you were too old. You were too over what? So, like, if you get ran over, I hate to say it, eat that L and just like don't do this shit again. Realize like why and don't let it happen. Right. Move on. For real. Yeah, I, I think I, I'm I'm too nice to my uh, niece and nephew. I, I let them run all over me. Now it's too late. That's, my my that's... little niece is out here slapping me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that's uh listen, listen, kids are the best. <laughs> it's too far. For, for the boundaries like that, because I myself, I don't do that with my kids or my nieces. Like, they ain't how we play. But I have other family members that have employed that method. And what happens is when that kid gets a little older, they don't realize it's not playtime and they've got stronger. And they just gonna slap the shit out of you random <laughs> as fuck. Mm-hmm. And you can't be mad at nobody but yourself. It's just like... Maybe the main one be like, <laughs> yeah, man, you know, ha, ha, ha. Okay. You remember that? Oh, what you got You remember that? July <laughs> <laughs> girl gonna be right there and shit. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> I remember you used to let me do that all the time. <laughs> it's crazy. It's <laughs> oh, oh, my shit. God. Oh, it's shit. hard, though, man. So, Them kids, man, they be so cute, man. Bro, you gotta carry. That's a kid. I'm gonna say this: kids and women have a lot in common. You know, their looks will misguide you, so you gotta create the boundaries. Mm. Because find a woman is. I feel like the lesson we all know: the lesson niggas will lessen up their boundaries and criteria. Like she really bad. She got a fat ass, but she's a shitty person. Mm. Kings don't lessen up. I think I think I'm better. Mm. I I think I'm better. I think I'm better with with women not. Children is, you know, that's 
women, I don't know. Just pray. Y'all let women slap you like that. Why your face like that? <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's wrap it up, man. Let's wrap it up. Y'all got to be sweating. All right. Any, any last things? Shit, Yo, man. 50s. Happy 50th episode, y'all, man. We, we definitely came a long way, man. And we got a long way to go. Straight up. I'm Look, I'm here for it. Straight up. So, hey, thank you for the listeners. Thank y'all for turning for tuning in, man. Y'all can hear our growth. Y'all can see it. Hey, man, just continue to tune in because we definitely cooking. We've been cooking. And we're going to continue to cook, man. So, for sure. Thank y'all. Um, I've been thinking about this. I've been thinking about it. We might actually think. We might think about getting guests. We might think. We got this far. You, you know. I'm still, on, I'm still on the fence. I'm still on the fence. We have to see if we can fit y'all in our schedule. They're very busy. Yeah. I might, we might, we might try to get a couple guests on. We might. Fantastic yeah. idea. Oh yeah. I think, I think we, uh, we know we have a lot of room to expand, mm-hmm. and our guest interaction is gonna be fire. But what I have to say is, shit, it's 50 in here, and right. we have a lot more work to put in this. This is, it's still the early stages. Like this is. Shit, bad boy, like ninety four. We simmering, we simmering. But the most important thing just kind of ties back to the early part of the episode, just being consistent. So for us, it's not about how many people are listening each episode. It is about us getting better at our craft and us doing what we enjoy. Um, perfection is not something that you know exists. So you just keep working, you just keep working, you just, bro. just keep fucking working. So. That's all I really have to say. Thank you for listening. If you stuck into this point, if you're on YouTube, smash the like, share, drop it on your Facebook, your Twitter, your Instagram, your TikTok, your MySpace. I don't know all the social medias no more. Put it on your motherfucking Snapchat. Comment for us. Go follow uh, Face the Music and see on Insta. <laughs> Hit me on Ubu. Um, I. We can drop Jalan's BBM in the, uh, <laughs> in the bio. <laughs> Hit that nigga on AOL Messenger. But uh, with that being said, <laughs> this is Face to Music. I'm Justin. I'm Tony. I'm Jalan, and we out. Peace. Peace. I do put music on this. Like,